fact that headquarters summoned the captain must be because they reviewed my report. They must be planning to discipline him. No matter how much you try, you can't make a fool of the military, Tyler. Japanese podcast where three dudes in their 40s talk about anime. Finally accepted it. I said it. <laughs> the only people who like to drink should drink. Right, Matt? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's not born with that just for show. He's Bill. Yeah. I didn't know you were born with that hat. <laughs> and I'll pound the hell out of it until it's nothing but space dust. My name is Andy. You know, you can love too hard, Andy. <laughs> this is true this is true hey guys hi hi we're here today to talk about episode six of the irresponsible captain tyler it is a bill episode it's a me episode it's a you <laughs> i think it's called the tale of the something tale of the dove's tail lizard of the duck's tail lizard okay i knew it was the animal it's the tale of the lizard's tail i don't get it but someone can explain it to me later when we get into the episode, I saw It's I not a great metaphor, but I think I get where the metaphor comes from. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can explain it to me at some point. Or now, if you want. I mean, it might give something away, so maybe later. I think it'll give the plot away. We'll talk about it at the end. Okay, we'll talk about that at the end. I'll try to remember. Uh, hey, before we get into this episode, now is the time where we talk about things. Things that are on our mind. Things that we like. Things that we don't like. News things. Other things. Uh, does anyone have anything to share? I saw Makoto Shinkai's new movie, Suzume, the other night, and I loved hey! it. We talked about Suzume last, uh, one of the, these last times. Yes, probably. But, but before it came out. <laughs> so you, you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it a lot. I always find these, this man's movies magical. How do you, how do you sort of like compare it up against some of his other films? Hmm. Your name is still my favorite. It's, Suzume is currently jockeying with position with, uh, the weathering with you with my second favorite. Nice. I like uh, the voices from uh, distant voices from far below, like on the actual title of it. One of those titles, it's <laughs> long. One of, the, but, one of them things with words. Yeah, but I like that one more than other, a lot of people seem to. Nice. Very cool. Uh, that one is in theaters, correct? Yes, for a limited time, about a week, I think. Children Who Chased Lost Voices from Deep Below. That's the movie I was trying to think. It's a great title. <laughs> I was, even though that was when he was being a little too ghibli, ghibli, but still, <laughs> still ghibli I, I liked it. All over. Yep. <laughs> and Susume has quite a few uh, references and nods and love to uh, the ghibli stuff here and there. I recommend it. If it's playing near you guys, I think you should might should try and catch it. I will see what I can do. All right. Well, with that, I think it's about time we get into our review of episode six of the Irresponsible Captain Tyler. It's Bill's week. <laughs> Bill's flashing gang signs. Again. <laughs> Stop. All right. <laughs> Matt, I appreciate that tremendously. 
Bill, take us through this episode, will you? Sure. Uh, episode six, The Tale of the Lizard's Tail. Still don't get it, but hopefully, hopefully soon. Well, you know what lizards do with their tails, don't you? They fall off. Yes. It's self-defense, right? To uh, to distract the uh, would-be predator. So we start out with uh, more just top brass bullshit and techno babble. We get a lot of that in this anime. The hardcore, like, space drama that I don't care at all about. <laughs> <laughs> the shit we're not here for this time, apparently. But the important part of the whole thing is they've invented a chip that will interface with the radar signature of a ship to make it look like their entire fleet. Yeah. Which is really confusing throughout this episode until you get to the end, but even then I'm like, but what? <laughs> a little bit? We'll get there. They are out and out trying to get Tyler murdered. Yes. Yeah, because they put it inside of a medal. <laughs> and a medal as in an award, people. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And they're going to give it to poor Tyler. Well, back on the Soyakaze, Tyler's just like, whoa, what's that big thing? That's my dick! <laughs> Crack pig, grab my dick! You mean the submarine, right? Grab my good dick! <laughs> oh, no! My strong dick! <laughs> grab my strong dick! Yeah, anyway, back on the story of Kaze, uh, the big thing is actually... Uh, we learned later on it's like a scientific research vessel. Missile launcher. Yeah. Well, I think overall it's like a scientific situation. But yes, the missiles are, are housed in it. Tyler's just like, oh, maybe it's got bowling alleys and movie theaters and mm -hmm. uh, jerk-off clubs and stuff. Jerk-off <laughs> <laughs> clubs. Yeah. A place, Happy ending. A, place, a place we can all go to relax. Poor Tyler. He's so simple. <laughs> maybe. Poor sweet summer child. <laughs> maybe. And uh, Lieutenant... Uh... Dan? What? <laughs> <laughs> I said Dan. Lieutenant Dan? <laughs> no, he's got legs. <laughs> okay. Yama, Yama... Yamamoto. 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 Hello, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Um, we get a flashback for him tattling on Tyler from the last episode. Uh, and this time, they don't show uh, Nurse Spy Harumi standing outside the door. Yeah, they cut that out. But yeah. I think that makes sense because he's remembering it. He doesn't know she's there. <laughs> right. How does the mirror know it's there? Yeah. But in this case, it actually makes sense. It does. So yeah, this meeting that he's going to with the commanders uh, is exactly what we expected, and they're like, you get a medal. Here you go. He's like, oh, that's nice. I like I like Thanks. medals, I think. <laughs> yeah, he seems he, very, he, he seems much more interested in the flag that that one guy is holding. He's like, can I get one of those for the ship? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, this yeah. is pretty. You got neat stuff. <laughs> oh, he's the best. Truth. So this is where they explain the plan. <clears throat> the plan is for the Soikaze to go out in the middle of nowhere. They will activate this chip so they'll look like a huge fleet. And the Railguns, seeing this huge fleet of Earth ships out in the middle of nowhere, will send a huge fleet to engage. They wouldn't. <laughs> this, that's not how this would work, though. It, it does. It worked. Kind of. Like, it's not stupid if it works. I guess. <laughs> Again, not true. But... <sighs> With one ship of theirs and a ton of the Railgun ships, they're going to shoot a space nuke in the center and obliterate everybody. Yeah. And if we happen to lose one ship, who cares? Who it's cares? just one ship. Yeah, full of it's people. A very full of, game scenario. It's one ship full yeah. of people we don't like anyway. And Dom, actually, we get a, a flashback to the, the flagship leading this. And Dom's like, hey, uh, Avril Fat Elf. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Donan. I, I suspect he knows of the plan because he's like, hey, I want to help you. And Donan. Donut? Yes, Donut. Yeah, Admiral Donut's like, I don't need your help. And he's like, oh, okay. Click. <laughs> just the, didn't die. Whatever. Click. <laughs> Is this just some rando? Yeah, he's just like, he's a he's an admiral. Okay. It's so random. It's just like, let's introduce this random villain. He's there so that the thing you don't like will work, Andy. Because <sighs> it, so it doesn't stupid. work unless it's this guy. It's so stupid. Because this guy's dumb. Yeah. He's the guy dumb enough to fall for it and not listen to somebody else who hasn't told. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. As long as there's potential glory in it, very Klingon, he's going to attack a fleet all by himself. Yes. And as long as there's food well, to be had by his fleet. Yes. Dude loves some food. Okay, so what is that What is that orange spotted thing that he's eating? Like, is that just some sort of space fruit? Yeah. Space apple. Space fruit. Space space apple. Mm, really ma- made me want a nice, big, juicy piece of fruit to bite into. Nom, 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 nom. Anyway. <laughs> space I had apples. peppers for dinner, and peppers are basically like the vegetable version of apples. I I'd like if someone picked your space apples. You had peppers for dinner? No, I had some as part of my dinner. Peppers and salad and chicken. It was really good. Bell peppers. It's like an app, like the vegetable version of an apple. So you're just like, I would. I, I, I mean, except for the, the the seeds on the inside is kind of gross. But like, no, I think potatoes are the vegetable ver- vegetable ver- version of apples. You think so? I mean, they're big starch bombs. You can pretty much eat most of. They're great true. baked and fried and. Oh, uh, true. I was going more with flavor, like. Like there's something fresh about like a green or red or orange pepper, like you know, like bell pepper, you know, compared to like an apple. It's like the same sort of like fresh. Like there's something almost like I'm thinking utility. That's fair. See, I'm going with taste and experience. Matt, you wanna weigh in on this uh apple debate? This is Applegate twenty twenty three right here. If you took a bunch of apples, peeled them, cored them, cut quartered them and put them in a pressure cooker, the gooified cooked down version of apples is also good. All right, Matt, which is more like apples? Is it potatoes or is it bell pepper? We're going to put a poll up on our Twitter. <laughs> and two people will respond. It'll be great. Uh, I don't like any pepper, any variety of pepper, and I generally only like potatoes in French fry form. Ah, so you're truly American. And a golden apple is my favorite apple. Oh, thanks, man! Oh! <laughs> Matt buttering me up like a potato. <laughs> buttering you up like an apple. It's true. Butter, butter me up like a it's bell true, pepper. <laughs> I don't really don't like apple skin. Oh really? Yeah. I did almost it, choke on a on an apple skin once. Yeah. It has it has the same sort of a texture effect that uh, that uh, coconut does on my tongue, and I don't like mm. it. I used to eat the apple skin. I'd skin an apple and I'd eat the skins. I mean, I eat the whole apple. But I would eat the skins separately as a little treat. And now I can't have apple skins. I also do not like coconut, but that's just more of a flavor thing than a texture. Kind of texture, too. I don't like the texture of coconut, either. I definitely fall on the like coconut side of the spectrum. Like, it's not my favorite thing in the world or anything, but I like it way more than the people that don't like it. Mm, Fair. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been been our... Our produce section of the episode. This has been Chow Time with Tuning Japanese. (laughs) Uh, This uh, is kind of a green grocer hat. Welcome to the produce section, (laughs) kids. Welcome to the produce section.
That works in grocery stores and podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the produce section. Have an apple. No, not that one. <laughs> no, not that one. Just throw it apples no. at people as they walk by. Can we make a podcast called The Produce Section where you talk about like, fruits and vegetables? We didn't get soup cast off the ground. We're not going to get The Produce Section off the ground. Maybe for April 1st next year. April 1st next year, we'll do The Produce Section episode. It'll be great. All right. All right. <laughs> what are we talking about? Are we doing, is this an anime podcast? Is that what we're doing? So we've drifted off because this is a, it is, it is a weird plan. I mean, it worked. Yeah. But it's a weird plan. We got confused. We drifted off. Uh, so did the Marines on the ship. <laughs> Things are too quiet. Get in our mechs and drive around. Just wait. Get in a drop ship. And we don't know what's happening. Yeah. Sorry. Can I, can I mention that scene with like the crew where they're like you have like the couple are playing cards and uh-huh. there's just like this one scary looking little dude who's like sh- like shining a knife and he scares the hell out of me. I don't know what it is about him. I think it's his haircut. It's a really bad haircut and he scares me. <laughs> uh, let me bring that up. Uh, he's looking like a like Wolverine-looking motherfucker on like seven thirty-three on the right. He's got like a silver belt buckle, and he looks like he's like five foot tall, <laughs> and he's got crazy hair, and he's just shining a knife. Yeah, that's. Are you attracted yeah, to him? A little bit. <laughs> it scares me, maybe for that reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, that's rats. <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. I, I'm still in the process the of, of I'm still in the process of compiling the list of Marines for you. <laughs> but yeah, that's rats. Rats. My name is Rats. Ah, oh, rats. Oh, rats. He's the Charlie Brown character of this anime. Back on the bridge. Yes. Uh, Tyler pulls out the space cards. Space cards. <laughs> is this like Magic the Gathering? No, I think it's just cards, but in space. <laughs> Yamamoto is so pissed about it. He's like, we can't play games. Aw. We're on duty. Well, him and, uh, what, uh, Yuriko Star? Is that her yeah. name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She gets on his ass about it. Lieutenant Stick of His Butt gets on his ass about it. Oh, we can't do this. Aw. We're on duty. That's against protocol. He's like, I'm the captain. Whatever. Yeah. The cards. No, I, I, I like this. There's another part where... Where you see Tyler suggesting to do something to act- that he thinks is going to help everybody. Yeah. Everyone thinks this is a secret mission. They're, everybody's worried and stuff. And Tyler's like, let's play space cards. That should help. Yes. He's such a nice guy. He's always trying to give people other things to focus on besides their troubles. Much like Vash does. I, I think that's why I like what I like about him. He reminds me a lot of Vash. He's definitely that, that side of Vash's personality. Mm-hmm. But I think Vash understands irony. <laughs> Tyler still doesn't get it. Because he goes, I wish we could have some fun and something would happen. Why doesn't the enemy just show up, finally? Don't say shit like that. You, that's, that's rule number one in these types <laughs> of shows. You don't say shit like that. And it's like the third time he's done it. And then he goes, oh, we found the enemy. <laughs> no. The enemy found us. <laughs> oh, uh, don't forget the part where where Yamamoto actually sa- accidentally says out loud that Tyler's an idiot. <laughs> or yeah, and Tyler's like, "What'd you say?" <laughs> and but he recovers nicely. The railguns let loose on them for a while. So we, as the audience, are being hoodwinked here because we think that they've shown up because the device has gone off. To bring yes. the Ralgons here. 
Hmm. Now, I never that's not so. the case. They just found them. Yeah. I, so, like, that's what that's the, yeah. literally what's happening is they just happen to find them. Yeah. But we as the viewer are meant to think, oh, my God, it's the device that they've planted because that's the plan, right? Plant a device, hmm. make it seem like there's a whole bunch of ships, and then they show up to, like, obliterate, oh, it's just one, we'll, we'll, kill, we'll kill the ship. Now, that was what the original plan is. I admit I, I can't re... I, at this point, I can't recall my initial reaction, but I don't think I ever thought that personally. Really? I, I did. I definitely thought this was the... Yes. This was Command's plan going into action Which 100%. is part of the psych-out by the end of the episode when we get the reveal that he doesn't have the device at all. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it seems like they were sent him out in the middle of nowhere just so that he'd be away from any of their actual forces. They didn't expect uh, Donan's fleet to be anywhere nearby at the time. No, they definitely didn't expect that. And it's just happenstance that makes us, the viewer, it makes the the reveal that much more interesting. Although oh, yeah. still confusing and dumb. Like <laughs> They start firing on the Soyokaze. Yep. Lieutenant's like, we need to fire back, give the order. But Tyler has star-tracked himself around the bridge so much, he tripped and knocked himself out <laughs> on the Tanuki's testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I love that detail. He definitely bonks his head on the balls. Complete with birdies flying around his head. That's when uh, Lieutenant Yamamoto says, okay, I will assume command. I will show you how it's done. We'll fire back. But to fire back, they have to drop the shields. Which is so dumb. And they knock out all their weapons <laughs> immediately. Yep. yep. <laughs> Poor Yamamoto. Yamamoto is such a tragic character. His pupils roll back into his head. Ah! I, I I feel really bad for Yamamoto. He's yeah. just trying his best, and it's just like he just is not meant. And what's just really Clearly funny about he's it? Kind of a screw up too. He yes. And what's interesting about him in the American um, dub is that he voices a character that's like I can't remember which character off the top of my head. I want to say it's uh, Yochiro. I think is his name from uh, Captain Harlock. Uh, the American has the same American dub actor, uh-huh. so like I, I I always like when I hear Yamamoto, I think of Captain Harlock, uh, in that anime, and it's just like you expect those characters to know what they're doing in Harlock, and then Yamamoto doesn't know what the hell he's doing in here, and it's just it's just great, it's great. Yeah, you know, I want I love this 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 sort of thing where you've got a character who thinks that they're in a super serious space opera, but they're actually in a comedy series and they don't know it. Yes, I love but they're that. in the wrong genre. I said that to uh, our secret fourth host guest viewer that <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, watches some of the stuff with me once in a while. I said that earlier. I said, this is a universe of serious space drama, except for this one ship mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that we happen to be following. Yep. Yeah. So true. Um, so Admiral Donut there <laughs> goes back to standard railgun tactics and says, let's link all of our weapons together so we can fire them at once. I love doing that. That's our thing. And we cut back to the uh, the commanders, the admiral and, and the other guy, and they're looking at their watch, and that watch is ticking down to... To what, Bill? Break card. <gasps> Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, and this is another episode of Tuning Japanese. We're reviewing the irresponsible Captain Tyler and having a great time with it, and we hope that you are having a great time as well. We had some audio hiccups on this one. I think we did a pretty good job of ironing out those issues. Um, So if you hear some echo effect in this episode anywhere that I missed, I apologize. We'll make sure that the next episodes that come out are a little bit cleaner 
If you want to help support the show, make this an easier endeavor for us, you can head to patreon.com slash tuning Japanese, where you can give a small amount of money every month and get all kinds of bonus content, including bonus episodes, our series Tuning In, where we look at the very first episode of an anime series and decide to give it a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or a thumbs in the middle, give you our recommendations, as well as over 50 regular bonus episodes. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. If you don't want to give money to the show, you can just give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this particular show or tell someone about us. We would love for you to share this show with your friends and family. We are heading back into the review right now. I hope you're having a fantastic day. We love you guys. Back to the review. All right, back to the break card. I got to go into high gear now. Like, oh, like Ash. Pulling the cap backwards. Uh-huh. It's going to fast mode. What do we got? What happens next? <laughs> now you look remarkably like that one kid from the Sandlot. With a beard. There's a little... You, did you <laughs> the kid with the beard in Sandlot. <laughs> you do look like the kid from the Sandlot a little bit with that hat like that. If the kid from the Sandlot was 40 and a beard. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't a beard, but had a beard. You know, yeah, That's a different thing. It's true. So we finally get to the point where the pilots and the Marines agree with each other. They That's want to get rare. their fighters, yeah. get in their drop ship, go out in a blaze of glory. Let's go. Fuck shit up and die on our feet. In that, in that stupid well, pink mech. Die yep. on, okay. Well, the Marines will die on their robot feet and the pilots will die on their asses. With their hands on the controls. But dying on your ass doesn't sound as intimidating as dying on your feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... More people probably die on their ass. You're probably right. What is the number, do you think, like, percentage-wise? How many people die on their ass? Well, since I don't know how many people ride asses, it's probably lower than you'd think. I mean, Elvis, for one. <laughs> John Kennedy's, too. He didn't have a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this anime. Wow. <laughs> so... Uh, the twins really like this go-get-em-male attitude, don't they? <laughs> They're super into it. They're just like, yeah, these got balls. They don't say that exactly, but basically they're just like, men are cool. That, that's the manly way to handle things. Yeah, they aren't born with them just for show. <laughs> Such a weird line. Such a weird line. It, yes, it was. Right? Especially coming from those three. Uh, no, actually the countdown clock was not for the break card. It was for the time to turn on the fleet. And this is where my brain's like, hold up, but they're already there. Yeah. So then I got confused initially, and I get it all now, but what's going to happen? They've already pushed the button. So is it like out of time sync or like what? No, no. Tyler's dumb luck, basically, is the only reason he ran out of that fleet. Mm -hmm. And his inability to get anything tailored. Which is kind of ironic, given his name. <laughs> so as soon as this button hits it, the railgun cheese it. And then I was kind of confused here, because then I'm like, I guess the plan works. They're like, oh, we see a fleet, let's go to them. Yeah. Which, again, would be the opposite thing you'd want to do. You wouldn't want to be like, let's go take our entire fleet of ships to this other fleet. Unless you were that cocky, which I guess this guy is. He totally is. If you had a whole fleet of ships coming into your into your airspace, you'd have to do something about it. I guess. Like, if Russia saw, you know, 400 American fighter jets crossing into their airspace, they'd have to do something. Yeah. I'll grant you that. 
<laughs> well explained. This guy is definitely the most Klingon of all the Raugons. Yes, he's very Klingon. And Tyler's like, well, I'm hungry. <laughs> that was fun. They disappeared. We're safe. Well, I'm hungry. Who's hungry? And then Yamamoto thinks he's an idiot. But I think Yamamoto is just upset about Tyler's ability to just turn off his sense of danger so quickly or something like that. And this is where we start, we figure out that, uh-oh, the plan didn't work. And the fleet has popped up around actual part of the fleet that's guarding the science center that houses the space nuke. The Olka. But then we get this weird extended scene that, again, my one problem with Captain Tyler, the show, is that they just draw everything out in every episode. They can cut so much. Now, that said, I think this works better than some of the one, some of the earlier stuff that we've seen. But still. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory too. And I know, I know Matt wants to talk about it too. Matt can be the final word on it to tell us if, okay, that we're wrong. Perfect. <laughs> um, since he's the expert here. So there's beautiful fireworks out in the, out in space that the crew of the Soyokaze are watching. Yeah, it's like a nebula of some sort. They think, hey, this is a beautiful place. We shouldn't fight here. Obviously, this was the point. They just wanted to reward us to send us out here to watch some natural beauty. My theory, nebula is kind of what I thought first too, but is it possible the fireworks <laughs> that they were seeing? Oh no, I just got it. Ah. Was it actually the battle? There would be some interesting irony there. They would have to be within nuke firing range. So with that much firepower of two fleets going at it and exploding each other and blowing each other up, perhaps that is the light show they were seeing diffused through Man. However, however many light years that they couldn't tell what it was Man. other than a pretty show. I really like that. Because yeah. it doesn't start until the railguns leave. That's really good. And it ties in with what I wanted to talk about, which was... And I know I'm not going to talk completely about it because I know Matt also wants to talk a little bit about the music. Um, but you get the Blue Danube playing. That song, pop culture, especially in, in cinema, is is very closely connected with 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, it is the song played pretty early on when the, we transition away from uh, the Dawn of Man opening stuff with the monkeys and the, mo the first monolith. And it's this extended scene where we have this music playing over... A ship that looks somewhat reminiscent of the one that gets blown up, too, by the way, uh, in this anime. And it's just a, a long extended scene of, like, sereneness and peace and, like, uh, shots of space and, like, the kind of establishing, a long establishing shots and kind of getting an idea of, like, the technology of it. There's It's interesting because that whole movie comments on this idea of, like human civilization advancing and like moments of advancement and advancement that leads to this that's strictly connected to violence so like the advancement of like the the apes at the end of the first section of, of 2001 a space odyssey where um they touch the monolith and then they advance to being able to use weapons and they kill each other right and it, it brings violence and then like the advancement of technology and how that um you know eventually leads to ai running amok and killing them and the dangers of that uh, and then here in this scene, reminiscent of, you know, the serene nature like you brought up, Bill, but then if what they're seeing really is destruction, right? Like, it is a super 2001 A Space Odyssey moment, and being the mo probably the most influential sci-fi film of all time, I could absolutely see this 
kind of riffing a bit off of some of some of that vibe and that theme and adding more weight to your assessment of the scene though. I don't know. Matt. Tell us we're wrong. Huh? Matt, tell us we're wrong. What? You're the expert. Tell us we're wrong. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> tell us we're wrong that we're reading the scene all oh. wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just I was just kidding. <laughs> all right. Uh I really like what you said there, Bill, and I think that would have been awesome if that had been done that way. <laughs> <laughs> But the way it's animated and filmed just leads me to think that that's not at all what they were doing. Fair enough. I disagree with you, Matt. You clearly see (laughs) there's are clearly not explosions of ships, but but stars. They're seeing through this haze of silvery blueness. It wouldn't be the first anime I wrote backstory to that made it better than (laughs) (laughs) not the first one on the show, even. (laughs) No. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is not the last time that we will see such music set to a used to such an effect. I just think with the promise of of 2001 like there there is some Oh, it def- it's here. definitely is uh supposed to remind you of 2001 with that as far as that goes. I haven't seen it and we should probably do like a a watch party at some point. Yes, we should. Even if we don't record it just to it's very Get all good. The same track with each other. I know when I gave it to my film students to to digest <laughs> that uh, everyone's like that is rough. Like, why are you giving them that film? But we had some really great talks and conversations, so it was worth it. That's very cool. All right, what happens next, Bill? Yep. So we're in the ba- we're in the space battling space battle. Admiral Donay. Keep with donut. I like donut. <laughs> It's better than Fat Ralgon, is what I wrote in the notes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's much more that's much more flattering. Less, he yeah. goes, ooh, I see a huge source of energy in that great big ship. Yeah. I better blow yeah. it up. <laughs> As you would think. We come back over the Dom, and he's like, oh, he's ugly and stupid. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. We cut back to Tyler and the Doctor are just getting fucked up. Yeah, they really are. They're just like, eh, might as well drink. Yeah, Nurse Harume yeah. comes back with, a, like, four more bottles to resupply them. They're having a nice little private party in, like, underneath in an observation dome or something on the ship. That's I'd be quite interested in going somewhere like that, chillaxing under a nebula or stars or whatever. This is our first time also seeing Harumi since last episode. We haven't seen her all this episode. And uh she's just an enigma to me. I don't know. Like I know what what I know the trope and I know what's going to happen. She's going to like see the positive in in Tyler enjoying the crew full time and and not actually like double cross them. But like it's just uh she's just a fascinating character in my in my uh estimation, yeah. She is one of my favorites. I'll say that. Then again, I lo- I love everybody. On the show. <laughs> she doesn't mind being reduced to a waitress. I mean, better than a sex object like last episode. I don't know. She was a sex object, but doing her job. True. Or being reduced to a waitress and doing things that aren't really her job to do. I mean, she's kind of. Because, like, they have that scene where, the very end of that scene where she's like, Tyler, a genius. <laughs> like, she's still <laughs> trying to suss out who Tyler is. <laughs> and Tyler, at this point, also tells us, like... I like to drink. I'm 20 years old, and I can buy alcohol and cigarettes. <laughs> He's so precious. 
<laughs> He's so I'm precious. Guessing eighteen is the legal drinking age in Japan. No, it's twenty. Oh, oh so that's the joke. twenty. Okay, yep, he just is. turned twenty. Yep. Okay, so he, he okay. So our uh, our big science ship, the the Okra. Oka, yeah. The Okra. The <laughs> burnt Ochre. No, no. Well, it will be in a minute. I like Okra. Fried I love Okra. okra. You're in the South. Do you have fried okra there, Matt? Yeah. Fried okra is good. It's one of the main sides you can get at most uh, fried chicken places down here. I, you have to cook it a certain way because otherwise, like, it's kind of slimy and cummy and it's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely, ana- well, that's why it's so popular, like, in gumbo and stuff. It's a natural uh, thickener. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is where they tell us that the okra, it's a pillar of their scientific research. Yeah. And an attack on it would be disastrous for morale. We have to protect it with everything we have. It's just another. Kind of thrown in to me. Now, like he's the Admiral Mifune is more concerned for his own reputation if it gets destroyed. Well, it gets shot right in the missile. <laughs> exactly what you think would happen. Actually, not exactly what you think would happen. Would happen. We do get a great big Star Wars style explosion. Yes, and some of the worst Amer or English voice acting in this scene. Some of the abs. <laughs> One of the things I hate about this episode, aside from like how that weird draggingness of like the second half is just how bad the voice acting is in some of the parts. And it is terrible. Like, they're, like, all just standing there going, Ah! <laughs> yeah, they're almost in sync at one point. It's so stupid. It's real, not even, like, fun stupid. It's just bad voice. <laughs> Agreed. I say it's not exactly what you think would happen because Admiral Donut survives this crap. Yep. They all seem to survive this crap. That's what I was going to say. D- Dom laughs at him. I-, I can say, okay, well, he's he's the admiral of that fleet. Maybe he was in the back. He wasn't close enough to get hit in the, the explosion. And then Dom's like, I'll come help you. <laughs> and Admiral Dillon's like, rah, 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 rah. And he's like, all right, peace out. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, all right, then I guess I won't. Didn't want to come anyway. Yeah, our two main like commanders are also not killed in the explosion. Yep. Uh, they're in a chunk of the ship that Tyler is now towing. <laughs> Luckily, that uh, hunk of chip floated past him, and he got it in a tractor beam or something, and gonna take him to safety. Yep. We cut back to the wreckage that's being like shoveled out and fires put out and stuff, and that's when they show us the the metal laying there beeping. You missed one part that I want to talk about. That uh, Admiral, I think it's Mifune. Is it, is it Mifune the one with the sword? Yep. Again, bad voice acting, and just like a what the fuck moment. He's like, oh, I like it kind here. of. I don't know. He's like, he's like, I want to kill myself. No, well, I'm I didn't get kill myself. I didn't get there yet. Well, that's, before, that's before we see the, the, the thing laying there and burning Is it? So, yeah. 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 Okay. So I just wanted to bring it up. So, so go ahead, Bill. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that, as you said, before we actually see the metal, we see the Admiral. Yes. And he, he pulls his sword and he's like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and like holds the sword up to like, like seppuku it's seppuku time. And everybody's holding him back except for the one, like his partner. It's all like, can I help? <laughs> and, you know, usually I would cringe a little bit at a suicide joke. Yeah. But there was something incredibly funny about just chanting, I'm going to kill myself! I'm going to kill myself! I'm going to kill myself! Okay. <laughs> I, I giggled. It was very funny for some reason. I think I find it funny. Yeah, I'm on the fence there. I'm a little on the fence. It's a Japanese thing. It shouldn't be funny, but it is. It definitely shouldn't be funny. 
Yeah, you're you're right. It shouldn't be funny because it's a total. It's an honorable thing that that he wants to do. I think all the honor goes away when you start chanting. Allow, <laughs> allow the military to save face if he kills himself because it is all his fault that it didn't work out. It is true. It is all his fault. He's chanting like he's at a football game, though. I know. <laughs> I just blame the bad voice acting. I didn't like the voice acting. I like it either, here. So. I like it here. I, again, I cracked up both times I watched the episode, so I can't. I can't say it was bad. <laughs> It did what it was supposed to do. I mean, it made me laugh. And he's got some great facial expressions during the bit. There are a bunch of really funny faces in this episode. Every episode, I think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Oh, it's uh, I didn't even strengths. I didn't even mention it about how much earlier when Tyler is knocked out and before the Raugun fleet, uh, before the chip is activated and the Raugun fleet goes away, they're slowly, dramatically zooming in on everybody and on the Soyokaze bridge. And they zoom in on the unconscious Tyler, and that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, so and, that was our episode. That was where we this yeah, this part it. is also where we find out that uh, Tyler had a hole in his pocket that he put the metal into. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He put a metal in his pocket instead of putting it on. Yep, and it fell out of a hole. Yep. It shows you how little he cares. I about. It. It, it probably didn't he does even the the peace sign animation <laughs> out of the hole in his pocket. With his yeah, fingers. wiggle, wiggle, yeah. wiggle. Whoa, man, peace. <laughs> <laughs> The metal pro- probably didn't even make it off the ship where he received it. No. Oh, clearly it didn't. Clearly it didn't. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's no no doubt about it. And again, was that a brilliant ploy? Was it sheer dumb luck? Again, I lean 90% sure it's dumb luck. But, like, the show is written in a way that makes you still wonder, which I think is good writing. What is dumb yeah. luck exactly? Why is it dumb? Dumb as in not planned for. Not 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 perceived. Dumb. Dumb as in can't talk. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, deaf and dumb. <laughs> He's deep and dim. Um True. I've always been the type to enjoy, you know, the sort of thing where you've got like a deadly battle mixed with music. Uh some we, we kinda we made a reference to Good Morning Vietnam earlier, and you know, there's that scene where the war is going on, and it's set to "What a Wonderful World" by Armstrong, Louis Armstrong. Mm, yep, and I I love that sort of thing, so I really enjoyed uh, the use of the Blue Danube in this one. It's tropey because it's been done a lot, but it's been done a lot and not tropey because it is super effective. It's super effective. The scene in The Godfather with all the assassinations, all the hits over the church, like classical church music for the christening, is super effective too. Like it's. You get a chill every time you watch that scene. At least I do. Yeah. Same deal. Matt, have you ever seen the the BBC show Mongrels? No. A, it's hysterical. Mongrels, as in dogs? It's a puppet show. Oh, it's It's really good. It is really good. They they actually make a joke about, at some point, they're like, oh, they do the thing where they play the classical music, and (laughs) it always works. It always gets me. When you have beautiful classical music played over horrific violence, it's always poignant. Yeah. It's a little bit like the end of every Scrubs episode where something, it's funny and then something dramatic happens and they play like an indie rock song, a sad indie rock song <laughs> over the episode. It makes you like, oh, that was a deep episode. No, it wasn't. Now, uh, if I may, a little bit about the musical choice for this episode. Please. Who is Danube and who is he so, why is he so sad? The Blue, <laughs> the Blue Danube was composed in 1866 by Austrian composer Johann Strauss, the music world's version of Isaac Asimov. 
with the sideburns, of course, that they both have sported. I just wanted to connect Johann Strauss to Isaac Asimov. So moving on. I thought maybe compared to Levi Strauss, he's the he's the made the the best blue jeans of music. Blue jeans of music. Uh, this is the part of the episode <laughs> where we talk about our thoughts on the episode overall, and it is a Bill episode. Random shit. Thank you, Bill. It, 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 Did we ever fully expa- explain the lizard's tail thing? Can we do that real quick? No, oh, a lizard drops his tail and it lays there and wiggles around as the distraction for the predator. Oh. Like the so, stupid thing? Yeah, so the, the soil the soil cause it would have been the lizard's tail. Okay, I, mean, I guess I get it. Granted, the lizard doesn't usually run away and then fire a nuke at <laughs> Yeah, this metaphor's falling apart, man. The the hawk that's trying to eat its tail, but uh that would be rad as shit. RPG idea, writing it down now in my head. Alright. This is the part of the show where we talk about our thoughts on the episode overall. It is a Bill episode, so Bill, you'll go first. What are your thoughts on this episode of the Irresponsible Captile? Reptile-propelled grenade. Again, I say, this is one of the most anime animes I've ever seen. It's not bad. It's very anime. <laughs> to, to contrast it to Evangelion, something did happen in this episode. The plot was furthered. It had some laughs. Um... You got to see somebody do the Star Trek thing and then trip on Tanuki's nutsack. <laughs> That's new. Ballsy move. Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the better episodes so far. Matt, thoughts on this episode? Uh, it's not one of my favorite episodes, but it does introduce a character who plays a main part in what may be my all-time favorite episode. The donut? <laughs> yep. Oh, I was hoping he would never come back, but okay. Sorry, he escaped the explosion, so yeah, he'll be back. No, that's fair. Uh, I pretty much explained myself with my love of music set to war footage, so. I like the, I really enjoy the quiet moment with Tyler and the doctor, and the doctor and Harumi talking about how Tyler is either an idiot or a genius, and, which again, big question for every, that everybody will be wrestling with for the show, and, at the end, we'll all pull our thoughts together on that. It was a fine episode. I like this anime. I think I like the characters' specific moments more than I like... And the animation more than I like the pacing and certain situations. I think I think it is a very fun anime with fun characters that... St- struggles with the way that they tell the stories sometimes. And I think this episode is another example. While I think you do need a little bit of an extended scene of what's going on in space, I think they definitely could cut, could have cut some of that. And it's just one of those things where it's like constantly every episode feels like they're just trying to fill the time in some way, shape, or form, which is a total anime thing. I get it. But that's my biggest complaint with the show so far. I don't think I've ever asked, but are you much for big battle scenes? I like a big battle scene. I think it needs to be earned, I think, honestly. This battle scene was fine. Um, it, it worked with Overall, the, it is pretty pointless. Yeah, and it worked with the plot. It worked with the plot of it. Um, but uh, generally speaking, I, I just think the anime has some some pacing issues. But I love Tyler. I think Tyler's great. And, uh, and, and the show generally is entertaining. So I generally tell most people when we enter the second half of it is when it, when quote unquote it gets good. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's always good, but this seems at through the halfway point seems to be when, be when most people uh, really, really are, are getting into it. So, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there because next time we're talking about episode seven, which is a gentleman's word is his bond. Uh, that's, a mad, that's a mad episode. My favorite episode of the first 12 episodes of the series, maybe. Nice. So Matt gets all of the episodes that he likes. Prepare for a long episode, people. Apparently I get all the difficult ones. <laughs> all right. Well, with that said, I think it's about time. We've, we've been talking enough about this. We've got to finish this up. Uh, well, thank you again. Could we Swedish this up instead? We could absolutely Swedish this up if you'd like. We could Scandinavia in any way this up. We could frank it up. Fra- we could frank it up. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. You too. Thank you. I'm starting to get hungry, so. Arigato, arigato. Uh, <laughs> this has been too. Yeah, I get it, Phil. I don't know if I wanted it, but I get it. <laughs> I want some turkey. I do want some turkey. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. I'll pound the hell out of it until there's nothing but space dust. My name is Andy. I truly believe that only people who like to drink should drink. Alcohol, that is. You know, you should drink something. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. You're Matt. I'm Matt. And hey, I wasn't born with these just for show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the tone of your voice. <laughs> but I'm Bill. God, we will see you next time. Lizard kisses. Helicopter, helicopter, helicopter. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information on our show, visit tuningjapanese.com, where you can find links to our past eight seasons of the show, bonus episodes, and articles. You can also contact us on social media. Visit facebook.com slash tuningjapanese for updates. Tweet at us at tuningjapanese. And email us your feedback and comments at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please consider supporting our show by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, or any other number of podcatchers. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and support the show monetarily. There you can find bonus episodes and our special audio series, Tuning In, where we provide first impressions on a number of popular anime series. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Ryan Nash and Matthew Van Diver. You know, pushing yourself can be bad for your health. You really have to think about that at your age, sir. Uh, very impressive, Captain Tyler. You really deserve that special medal we gave you. Isn't that right, Admiral Mifune? Uh, uh. You gave him a medal? You gave Captain Tyler a medal? Oh, didn't I tell you? You mean it's actually true? I must have lost it somewhere. Oh. <laughs>
I'm going to kill myself! Admiral Fune! Sir, calm down, sir! Let me go! Let me go! Don't do this over just one medal! Shut up! I'm killing myself! Then can I help? What did you just say? And it was such a pretty looking medal, wasn't it? Huh. Oh well. I'm gonna kill myself! I'm gonna kill myself! Oh.